Hi, this is Cynthia Kranz. I am best known for voicing Chi-Chi in Dragon Ball Z, Botan in Yu Yu Hakusho, and Mitzi in Crayon Shin-Shan. Be sure to check out Chronicles of the Lost Realm. You know, when you need CBD, vape juice, or new mod, go to Vape Scorpion. 10859 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19116. They are formerly known as East Coast Vapor. They have all your needs, all the equipment, all the juice. And hey, while you're there, sit down, enjoy a beer, bring your own, and just hang out with a bunch of cool people. So guys, if you really need your next vape machine, or maybe you just want to try a locally made uh, juice, make sure you hit up Vape Scorpion. That's 1085 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia PA 19116. Or give a call to 215-464-8273. Oh yeah, and make sure you let them know that Realm of the Mist Entertainment sent you. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chronicles by the Campfire. In this exciting little bonus episode, you get to hear the behind-the-scenes talk about everything from the beginnings to the end and everything in between, what we like and what we don't like, and just discuss the characters as they happen. Uh, today I am joined by Keith and uh, Chris, as you both as you well know, uh, Chris plays uh, Faerun Tectonolus, um, one of the primary protagonists, and his personal antagonist is played by uh, Keith, who is uh, Billy Knoll. <laughs> I was Billy an antagonist now. <laughs> Only to Faerun. Okay. Yeah, he antagonizes me. <laughs> that'd, make an action, that'd, make an act, that'd make a great plot twist, actually. <laughs> yeah, Dice Camera Action already did it. I was actually listening to that episode where they had their resident bard become corrupted by a, uh, an ice ring. <laughs> Billy Knoll was, was the villain the whole time. <laughs> oh, so you're Jar Jar Binks. You're the hidden Sith. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Everybody's heard that theory. Plot right. twist. Big Bad was in your party this whole time. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, yeah. didn't you think it was weird that I was able to make all of those bad guys go to sleep? <laughs> like that? Go night-night. Yeah, all the, time, all the time when I'm about to fight them, too, you bastard. <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have a vested interest in making sure that you don't gain so much experience. Yeah, apparently. So, but yeah, but, uh, oh god. That's a great question. With the with the things that happened in the last episode, which I'm sure we're going to talk about here, spoilers for anybody who has not 
yet heard the episode, but I'm sure you have. <laughs> Including uh, me. By the time this releases. <laughs> uh, poor Billy's going to be behind on experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a uh, little even, bit. Even more behind on experience, because he was already behind before. Well, we jumped, like, what, two, three levels? Uh, what? Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, uh, I think... I think... I think it was two. You all were you all were at six, and I think Billy was at five. And it, it jumped a level. And eight. when and when we finished, you guys got to eight. That's right. Yeah, it, it was. Hey, you trust, missed. You trust missed. Me. Trust me, they Billy. Earned we it. earned it. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely earned it. You have no idea who we faced, but uh, as, as of recording, he has no idea. Like I said, this will probably be released right after the episode, so spoilers will, you know, for those that haven't heard the episode yet, but it should be, the episode is released, you guys will have known what happened, so we're good to go. Yep. Billy, we so faced should Loth. We go all, <laughs> should we go all the way back? Should we start with your guys' uh, overall thoughts of, you know, the just the story thus far, and then kind of start back with uh, the beginning, or Probably. should we work our way backwards? We could do Definitely both. start from the beginning because we okay. de- we haven't done. I don't think we've done a campfire episode yet. So no, every time uh, we talked about doing it, we always like had something come <laughs> up and we couldn't do it. So right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, say, I say we start at the beginning. Yeah, we'll 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 work our way to the spoiler talk. Okay, that works. <laughs> Which again, I'll throw it out there for everybody who has maybe you're catching this and you just found out we do a Dungeons and Dragons show. Spoilers on the whole entire series thus far. Which, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to, this, to the actual show, I don't know. I can't. I can't speak for you, son. But spoilers, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? So, uh, you know, throwing all the way back to the very beginning. Um, when we first got this whole thing rolling and started that I did not honestly as the chronicler see it going quite this direction I I had some ideas but um, I'm pleasantly surprised at how everything unfolded so um, you know we got to really delve into this whole uh, finding Nim and getting that whole part of it taken care of at least for the most part. Yeah, oh, yeah, we can we can go there. But yeah, I, I I never thought we would be taking this direction either, or at least not anytime soon. Hell, I wasn't even sure if Chronicles of Lost Realm would still be running on Realm of the Mist Entertainment by the time we got to Nim. Um, <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you, because because originally Ferran was not even supposed to remember his father or anything else in the original design that we were talking about. Yep, and, but like and, all good shows, it went through uh, quite a few changes. Well, that's it, you know, like, I, I wound up, we, we we did the prequel shows, the, the episodes gotta, 1 and 2. Where gotta Bill, roll with the tide, so, so to speak. Yeah, but we did we did the prequel shows where Billy wasn't even involved yet, like, like Keith hadn't even joined the party yet. It was literally just me and uh, AJ with you, and we were doing, like, you know, a busy work at, uh one-off episode, really. <laughs> we didn't yeah. even start the story yet. <laughs> that actually that actually worked out pretty well in uh, Billy's backstory. 
because when he did eventually show up, nobody re- nobody really realized that it was weird that he just suddenly appeared in there. So that, that really did because I, I didn't I didn't until episodes later I did I never put together piece together that Billy had just shown up there. When we showed up in that in that tavern when we got transferred there by uh, Baba Yaga, I really thought you were just there performing. Like this was this was just your night on stage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which was that, that was intended to be the the feel of that. It was it was supposed when to be. In reality, Billy us. had gotten there forty minutes before you guys. Right. It was, it was kind of like a simultaneous meetup, <laughs> which spiraled out of control quickly. Because that, that was the first, um, when Billy did show up, that was kind of the first moment of story direction with uh, the guy showing up with the stone and the guards showing up and all that. Right, because at, at that point, like I said, with the two prequels, it was uh, Hill, uh, Major General Hillman and Ferran doing an errand run for a uh, logging community. And Hillman hitting on a, a naked, chained-up woman who turned out to be the most powerful witch in the realms. But him thinking that he could get it, my future wife, you know. And yeah. All of a well, sudden, you know, things happen. All of a sudden, oh, Hillman. All, Hillman, 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 Hillman. All of a sudden, we get transported to the Lost Realm, and we meet Billy, and, well, things have just gone downhill from there. <laughs> now you know. Spo- let, let, let me let me let the cat out of the bag a little bit. A little bit here. Ferran hates Billy, but Chris and Keith are good friends. <laughs> I don't actually hate Keith. <laughs> it probably helps that I think the the fans or anybody who listens to the show really has figured out that I made Billy to be as annoying as possible. But most everybody like, that, that was the entire point of his character. He's not supposed to be sympathetic. He's supposed to be that annoying isekai protagonist that everyone hates. Which I think that was even brought up when we were doing character creation, and Chris made an offhanded comment about how Veyron uh, just hated bards, and so Billy or Keith immediately, oh well, I'm a bard then. That's Solves that. <laughs> well, what, it wasn't even that Ferran hates bards. I decided to make Ferran hate bards. It was me. I don't like bards. I don't like bard characters. Because <laughs> you are usually annoying. <laughs> the, the, the sad part really is that that uh, if we do end up losing Billy, we are going to be losing a lot of utility that bards bring to the party. Like what? You haven't done shit yet except for die numerous times. I have like I have stopped entire encounters before they even got the chance to start. I have given characters the bardic inspiration die that was the difference between a, a miss and a hit. I'm going to have to re-listen Bards to the episodes. Utility. I, I'm going to have to re-listen to the episodes because so far only thing coming to my mind is uh, died by a rock, died by water. Um. <laughs> I mean, all those things <laughs> happened, but like that that's just like the flavor of the character. Billy actually has like a fair amount of utility as a as a character. Like <laughs> it, it's it's gonna be sad that like in order to further the story and like give everybody what they want of the annoying character disappearing, we may be losing a bit of utility. 
But yeah. I think we can probably make up for that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Who knows? Uh, Ronda no, dual no. classes apart. <laughs> <laughs> In Billy's memory. In Billy's memory. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we we have the. I, I'm going to use the term cleric loosely. Uh, we have the cleric role covered now. Uh, we obviously have plenty of damage dealers, so... Um, yeah, we'll lose a little bit of utility, I believe. But I, I really think that... You know, the next character you come up with probably be uh, pretty good. We, 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 our party really just needs that chaos aspect. But you know, you know what our party needs. Like before, we used to, like when we were just the three Stooges, which is really what the Stumble Crew was. Which, by the way, the one thing we would lose if Billy never existed was the actual team name because that came from Episode Three, where Billy talked Hillman and I into walking out of the tavern looking like we're drunk and having a <clears throat> Stumble Quest. Right. <laughs> and it just kind of stuck. <laughs> So it's really did, Billy's. That, 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 honestly, that, that was one of my favorite lines from the series so far because that actually comes from reality. <laughs> of, uh, a stumble quest is... Uh, uh, any of the fans that don't already know, because I kind of bring it up in a lot of episodes, I think, or some of the other stuff we do for Realm of the Mist, uh, I LARP. Like, that's one of the things I do in my off time is, is I, I participate in live-action role-playing and all, that. and uh, at, at one of the big events of the year for the LARP I'm part of, uh, called Ragnarok, uh, when we go out and wander from camp to camp and just get shit faced along the way, it is referred to as going on a stumble quest. <laughs> and somehow, or some way, that became the party's uh, nickname or hashtag, which is the Stumble Crew, which really became synonymous with this group because, you know, Ferran became an alcoholic, Hillman was completely insane, and Billy was just Alcoholic annoyed. slash recovering drug addict. Well, at, the, at that point, he wasn't dipping into the uh, Crow's secret stash, so drug addict wasn't there yet. Um, <laughs> but but the alcoholism was, was from the Druid party. <laughs> right. You know, which, uh, which was probably one of my favorite favorite interactions between Billy and Ferran because it was Ferran's chance to annoy Billy. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably one of my more favorite episodes myself because you guys Billy got loves to being do annoying. Something. He hates babysitting. <laughs> you guys got to break out of the box and do something besides you know rolling some random ability checks and then some combat like we normally do. This was more role-playing and moving the story along, I felt like. Well, I and think... really getting to know the characters better. Oh, oh. Well, see, I Actually, think... I, think I, I am, I am going to be sad if Billy bites it in the near future. Because we still haven't seen what the egg's going to hatch into yet. <laughs> oh, we'll That's still fair. see it because the crew will still take it. I mean... Melwood this past episode, like, you know, he made sure to, to commandeer, like, pretty much every dead body's stuff, and, and what, what, what was it? He was safekeeping? <laughs> that's what yeah. he called it, safekeeping? Yeah, that's what, that's what he called it. <laughs> it's safekeeping. Oh, how did, he, he justified it at one point that he, 
Liz Vance's sure body. Make sure that it got back to, to its the next to kin. or something. Yeah, the next to kin. Liz Vance next to kin. <laughs> such, a, such a beautiful justification that was <laughs> and then promptly was like oh genie here carry this stuff <laughs> <laughs> to which his response was uh, you know that the genie's becoming the pack mule which will make the pack mule happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yep. Well, you got to understand, like when we started this past episode, which you haven't heard yet, we start with Melwood at the uh, inn. We we had already left, but you know it was before the inn gets destroyed, you know, by the dragon and shit. And he discovers all the assassins dead, and his first thought was, "Well, I'm gonna liberate them of all their shit, but it's for safekeeping." <laughs> <laughs> And then he then he starts following our trail to figure out where we went, and he cut, stumbles across Lizbans and finds the genie and Lizban, and he's like, "Well, I'll make sure all his stuff gets to the next of kin." <laughs> Here, hold this for me. <laughs> Are we sure he's not a Kender? <laughs> right. I'm starting, starting to wonder. Thank you. You know, so like he's he's three Kenders in a trench coat pretending to be a Scotsman. <laughs> oh my god, if that ever got revealed, that would be hilarious as hell. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Oh, you know what? It, it, you know, it's gotta happen. And, and he does appear on Four Corners of Hell, so... so um, yeah. Tra Trap yeah. Spring has to be the one that discovers it. I mean, being that Four Corners is almost like a sur surrealistic... Um, what you call it, Sur surrealistic dream world. It's very possible that somebody points it out to Melwood and he's like, oh, so I am. <laughs> or, or should I say, so we are. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> huh, I guess I just never noticed. <laughs> I guess... I guess we never know this. Yeah, right. camera, camera turns away, camera turns back, suddenly he's the three Kenders in a trench coat. <laughs> Kenders in a wizard robe. It's extremely <laughs> obvious. No, 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 no. Not three Kenders in a wizard robe. Literally three Kenders in a trench coat. Everybody just thought you were drunk. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you were, you were moving weird, but you always drink, so... <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think some of my favorite things in in Chronicles of the Lost Realm was our character interact our role plays, especially when we started getting deeper into things where where there were connections between like Billy and Ferran or or you know uh, really starting to get to know people. I, I mean, one of my you know what there is going to be a big loss if we ever lose Billy. The doctor's never gonna. The doctor is never going to know if he's got the plague. <laughs> so true. I'm sure he'll get over it. I mean, Billy. I, I think Billy I think had if his Billy moments. ever. You know, the only other option back. is that Billy survives this the whole way through. <laughs> yeah. I think he needs to. I think. I think. If anything, I, I think don't know what's funnier: him dying early or surviving the whole way through, despite getting hit by just everything. Well, well like, I mean, like with with Billy, if if he did end up perishing for real, for real, 
uh, Billy would be the cause of the plague, I feel like. Just because, what a twist! <laughs> what a twist! All that would be beautiful, and, and that would be a great story arc for the for the Blighted Crow. The, it's like, the, when Billy dies, they release the, the, the plague's it. not so, a plague, it's just the common cold that he brought from his world. <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> Billy, Billy's meta, Billy's meta releases AIDS. <laughs> All of a sudden, Chronicles of the Lost Realm becomes fucking Fable. <laughs> we have to keep stats on STDs. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I mean, Billy's get, had his comedy moments. The one of the ones that, that still pops in my mind was the. Uh, the giant book in the Hillman stand. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I'm yeah. sorry. Hillman was just annoying Billy a, a little bit that day, and and just Billy saw the opportunity and took it. Just dropped the book on top of him. And I'll be honest, I'm still kind of curious what would have happened had Billy picked up the uh, the the axe guitar. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, that would have been interesting. We we all officially stopped him, but if he would have just been like "fuck you," I wanted and picked it up. I'm curious what would have happened. It's never gonna happen, so you might as well tell us what would have happened. You don't know that. You might go back to you might go back to the grass. No. <laughs> Probably not. Look, anything um, anything we left undone is undone. People just have to deal with it. Like that, like that farm with the uh, with the uh, rock, the the land shark. I don't fucking care if we left that undone. <laughs> We're not going back. Yeah, you you don't care right now, but it's, remember last time you not like dodged the out of something? It's not like the Giants. We're not going back. We ain't, hey, we ain't fighting the fucking land shark. We didn't dodge out. We got the scribble stone, and we did tell the farmer to move. <laughs> we just right. didn't fight that fucking thing. Exactly. <laughs> now it's just roaming the countryside, devouring crops. <laughs> that, there's, gonna that, be a, there's gonna be a famine, and it's directly your fault. I still think, although that was hilarious. No, back no, the, it's 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 the Baroth's fault, not our fault. Baroth, Baroth. I feel like there's a monster hunter monster, not a D and D hunt monster. <laughs> Whatever the hell that thing was. But we'll blame it on we'll blame it on Hillman because again we popped out of that hole. There's a farmer standing to her like, hey wait, what's going on? What's happening? And Hillman just comes up, um, you're gonna have to sell your farm and move. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely been some great moments. Like just the comedy level. It, oh. It's been good. Oh my god, the druid the druid competitions where Hillman was excelling at the shit. A little halfling. Was getting the best rolls to throw the javelin or, or show agility on a wa log walk, and he's doing fucking cartwheel singing Major General. Yeah, <laughs> quite impressive. Well, he got he got really good rolls in a couple of things, but I didn't. I don't think he got the best rolls for everything. Are you kidding me? Do you remember the fucking fireball at the Feywood? We cliffhanged yeah. the epic. We cliffhanged the episode with all the Queen's hands coming in and that giant fucking mirror helmet demon. And we come back on the next episode and the first action is Hillman throws a fireball and kills everything. <laughs> I remember that, but that wasn't part of the druid competition. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying about his roles. He gets plenty of decent roles. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Like the whole, that, that was my favorite combat ever. 
It's just like we cut it to be like, oh yeah, combat starting next episode. <laughs> Lo and behold, next episode started, and just poof, combat <laughs> over. Single round combat, one hit KO. <laughs> and the yeah. funny and the funny thing is, is even the even the uh, Raven Queen wasn't all that upset that some fucking face soldiers got caught in that blast too. Yup. <laughs> and she was just like, oh well, it happened. Like it's cool. But the, so the the bard that was down there, um, he was. This whole world was a campaign that I started a long time ago uh, in Las Vegas, and he was one of the last characters to be in this world, and it was because of him and the guy that. Uh, built Gress. Um, it was because of those two that the queen was able to get free and summon the demons and all that. Anywho, uh, that particular uh, player character, when encountering a party that was in the same situation as you guys later on, um, they, they basically got froze him in time in that position. As long as nobody touches him, he stays that way. <laughs> so if Billy had have grabbed that that axe guitar from him, it would have brought him up to normal time. He would have been able to interact, uh, and he was a level ten bard, level ten warlock. That just so that just doesn't <laughs> seem fair. <laughs> yeah, character. It, it it wouldn't have been fair at all. Uh, however, that guitar, so the, the bard's name was Ozfire, and he's 100% based on uh, a great musician with the, the name. Um, <laughs> I'm sure everybody can piece it together. It's Slash, you don't have to die. Right. Does so, anybody want a burrito? Yeah. <laughs> so the axe's name Sharon. is named Sharon. <laughs> as long he can't speak at all like in, in a coherent sentence at all it was our, it was decided from level 1 that that's how that was going to be except when he called for his magical axe that's the only word he could say with utter clarity and no matter where he was, it was it's kind of like the uh, arcane knight's bonded weapon no matter where he is, as long as he's on the same plane of existence, he holds up his hand and he yells, Sharon! And it comes flying to him. It's fucking Milnir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it destroys everything in its path. Now, that being said, it is cursed, obviously. It was a gift to him from Asmodeus, the lord of the, you know, abyss and nine levels of hell and all that. Um, Tenth now. Right, uh, but so, we'll get into that. <laughs> so, it, it did, you, is did you guys blow something up so bad you made a new level of hell? Uh, we're getting yeah. there. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> um, but anyway, whoever he killed with it, or he had to kill with it in order to reap their souls to repay Asmodeus, blah blah blah. But it was a very powerful artifact. He was able to cast all manner of crazy spells with it. So, in the hands of Billy, that would have been a very detrimental weapon. 
flash instrument. Now, see, you would have become an evil bard. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> oh, man. Like I said, secretly the big bad. <laughs> Even he doesn't know it. But yeah, like like I said, I think I think some of my favorite memories aren't even so much about combat. I mean, I did enjoy some combat aspects, like uh, uh, for sake of argument, when when Ferran stabbed Smash, and then got his, <laughs> yeah. then got his ass handed to him by Ukma. <laughs> right. <laughs> Only to find out Smash was the intelligent one and very forgiving for being <laughs> stabbed in the tit with uh, two long uh, short swords. But I well, think. Well, I mean, it's a troll. It rejects. So, no harm, no foul. And and, and uh, you know, one of my one of my all-time favorites was the introduction of uh, uh, Valhana, uh, mm-hmm. where she just appears in the middle of what was supposed to be a bar fight, you know, between these uh, goblins who wanted a piece of Billy, and just. Uh, out of nowhere slits the throat of the boss and disappears and we're just sitting there like well shit okay now we're all shit in our pants <laughs> what the hell was that yeah yeah i want to i want to find more about the backstory for that because like uh we know billy's backstory we don't know the backstory of the dude he's inhabiting true very true well, that, that brings a great question. Is Billy Knowles, like, the character's name or your name? Billy Knoll is the character's name. So that, the, was, that, was, who, the, the that name? was who the bard was before you inhabited. So, he was still Billy so that, Knoll. That's, that's, actually, that's actually something that hasn't come up in the uh, series yet. Okay. There, there's, a, there's a reason for the name. Well, I know, I know the reason for the name because... You know, he hate. You know, the character hates puns, and his name is a pun. But uh, which is one of the reasons why we really expected you to touch the fucking uh, the the axe guitar. <laughs> pun. Yeah, because it was completely a pun. <laughs> it's a, it's a punishment. <laughs> Zinga. Well, you know, again, talking about like, my, but my favorite memories are, are really the character interactions and, and some of the just like standout performances. That one was Billy's when he was at, when he first saw that axe and he's like, "Oh, I want it! I want a guitar axe! Yeah, that sounds practical." And then just like a little bit later, all of a sudden it just hits him. He's like, "Oh, it's a pun!" <laughs> like you can almost envision Billy just lusting after this weapon, and all of a sudden his expression change as he realizes what it is. <laughs> I love puns. Uh, they, they they crack me up. They're oh so terrible. God. They're funny. No, but like uh, yeah, yeah. The, the the whole thing with Billy's name. There 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 is a there is a character quirk to Billy that I am surprised hasn't come up yet. Is your hatred of puns? No, 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 no. It's different than the hatred of puns. That there is a specific character quirk to Billy that has not come up yet. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised it hasn't. Well, I've, I've been throwing some of them out. What about you guys? What are what are some of your favorite interactions of the characters? Definitely dropping the book on Hellman. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk! <laughs> that, that was amazing comedy, and you know it. 
Yeah, I mean, we kind of already touched on He said he had it. That I really liked. The, like, the drop in the book was incredibly funny. Uh, Hillman trying to basically be what would be a normal, quote-unquote, normal bard and trying to hook up with every oddball female you guys came in contact with. <laughs> and that's that's yeah. another thing I love about Billy, is that Billy has absolutely zero time for the usual bard fair. But it's absolutely 100% okay with making his presence everyone's problem. <laughs> yeah, Hillman was a little perverted freak, wasn't he? Like, uh, just just his infatuation with Nua, the fucking dragonborn. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, Faerun, he's made, for, in my opinion, when we started, he was kind of your standard drow, um, what you which you normally would see the two the dual swords and kind of uh, angsty and broody almost and it, with due reason obviously he, he had that uh, backstory so it, it fit um, and then it's been my opinion that as the story has progressed and it really kind of came to, to a head with the druid party he's made leaps and bounds with character growth and you know he's really has a lot more depth to him than people really thought, I feel. And, uh, you know, then you got Billy, <laughs> who I'm still not sure how to even work with Billy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the entire point of the character. <laughs> right. But, I mean, his whole backstory, not Billy as, as himself, but Billy is the character, that has a whole separate backstory thing going on that was meant to be annoying to Billy the character. That the, yes. the goblin mob was more of a nuisance than anything. Uh, like that, the, the, that was, the, the whole backstory of... of I'm, I'm going to separate the, uh, the two backstories because there's the backstory for Billy's mind and there's the backstory for Billy's body. Right. Right. And, and the, the backstory for Billy's mind was entirely just this, this tongue-in-cheek, how do I make it so that this character could be the most annoying he can possibly be and and, and be able to make all these meta references? <laughs> and, and that's what I, what I said all on to the mind. And then the, 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 the backstory for Billy's body is entirely Ray's creation. And in fact, Billy himself does not know the backstory for this body at all. Exactly. And so uh, the, the the whole Billy swearing up and down that he had no idea what the Goblin Mob was talking about, that's all real. Like, Billy does not have any idea what is going on <laughs> because the Chronicler pretty much dumped him in a body and said, <laughs> have fun, do better this time. I wonder if I wonder if the Stumble Crew will actually ever meet the Chronicler, like have a Stan Lee cameo appearance in, in one of the episodes. How do you know you haven't? We don't know. Exactly. For all we know, when we were going to do the fishmonger thing, when when the Queen's Hand was setting up the uh, the, the magical trap, it could have been for the Chronicler instead of uh, Baba Yaga's house, which is what we initially thought. Or dragon. Or a dragon. It, it could have been just for the little chron chronicler. 
<laughs> right? Big old chain, little tiny chronicler. <laughs> well, consider considering the chronicler is basically god of this world, like god of god. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if we ever actually do interact with the Chronicler, you know, little like, little Yoda character. The the, the Chronicler is uh, even based off of Billy's backstory. The Chronicler is, is is clearly a very powerful multi-dimensional being because he was able to pluck a soul from a plane of existence that's implied to be ours and shove him into this world. <laughs> and I, I'll give you that the, the the chronicler does in fact make an appearance later in this season. It, it is something that I had on the docket, as it were, um, but we we just haven't been gotten there yet. Well, let me let me so. let me let me touch on this because you were talking about the growth of Ferran. Uh, I've been looking for excuses to finally have this conversation because I'm the guy that plays Ferran, and I know. When I initially started with him, I did have him be brooding and very, very... I want to say, because Billy was the annoying character and Hillman was the, the comedy relief, I felt that Ferran had to be the, the rational thinker. Straight man. The, he had to be the straight man, or else it would just be a complete clusterfuck party. <laughs> just just on personality. It happened so. anyway. <laughs> So, so that's how I originally thought Ferran should be, but then I realized that myself, I realized I'm playing Nim all over again, just without the enjoyment of, of Slaughter. Mm. You know, like I was reverting to 20 plus years ago, so when the opportunity came from that bad role in the endurance test for Ferran to get drunk as shit, I was like, well, let me have fun with this and just see what happens. Let, let, let's give Ferran just this different personality when he when he's you know not in control of himself and of course that's when he's you know kitty and let me pluck at the <laughs> let me pluck at the uh the hurdy gurdy and what's it do if i hit this string and you know and it was so well received that it really changed my mind for the character and i'm like you know of course he's got this serious backdrop and after the events of this most recent episode, like, obviously he's going to have a lot of a personality change again. Mm -hmm. um, how could he not? I mean, we're going to be talking about it here in a minute, but I mean, I, I really thought it's like this is, from that Druid thing, this is an opportunity for Ferran to branch out and make himself different. And Ferran's character growth so far has actually uh, affected Billy's character growth as well. E even if it's not readily apparent yet, of uh, the the whole point of the of the Billy's backstory is him being dumped into this world and told to do better, and it's just this kind of nebulous concept of do better, <laughs> and, and uh, um, being around for run has kind of started Billy on the path of like actually being a better person. And he's starting to complain less and less when, when, when pulled in the direction of we have to do this because it's our fault. <laughs> well, well, I have noticed that there's, there's, you know, as much as Ferran hates bards, and Billy in particular, you know, it, 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 it's a surface hate because we, you and I, the as the characters, we've, uh, we've started in syncing with each other. 
like when we get put into situations, you and I are the ones coming up with the plans, and like when we're investigating, we're the ones putting the story together. Or... We're, we're 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 Tulio and Miguel from frickin' Road to El Dorado. <laughs> That's exactly what's going on. <laughs> now, see, I was gonna use Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker in fucking Rush Hour, but same same thing. Yeah, that that might be a better one. <laughs> Tulio and Miguel, we're, we're partners at the beginning of El Dorado. That'll be us later. Yeah. Right. Do you understand the words <laughs> that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Provided Billy survives. Provided Billy survives. Survives. You know, but that we 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 we. Billy, to you know work. that voice in your head that tells you to quit while you're ahead. You don't have one. But we we we've learned to work together, and especially now that we have like these new characters, like we keep talking about Hillman, which was the original Stumble Crew, but he walked off into the sunset. Presumably to lay down with Nua, and there's going to be some unholy <laughs> fucking children coming. But then we I got. Still, I still, I still think that we should have retconned it that the book killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we kill. I don't think we killed Hillman because it's the door is possibly open for Hillman's return. Maybe I don't know. This is not in stone. This is not something that's going to happen. People, if you're fans of Hillman, don't take it as I'm saying he's coming back. I'm saying. We left it vague enough that if he wanted to and things worked out that way, it could possibly happen. But at this particular moment, probably not. <clears throat> With that said, we have a whole bunch of new characters that came in and really have incorporated their way into the Stumble Crew relatively quickly. And I mean, we're talking about like a brand new casting sillies and, and, and just interesting personalities all together and I think we gotta dissect them a little bit yeah but that might be a topic for a, a, a later uh, campfire when we can get them all together to talk about their characters and how they interact with uh, Ferron and Billy yeah but they definitely we definitely have a unique just the way the dynamic works in this party it's unique to say the least with everybody that's together and that kind of brings us to the uh, quote unquote spoiler topic of what happened last time <laughs> oh Jesus Christ Ferran's yep. major story arc was basically completed last episode <laughs> that, that's the best way I can describe it we uh, Billy, I don't I, know. I really hope not, because like if your if your character major story arc completed, like uh, it, it, there there needs to have been like a plot thread that was left open. Otherwise, what what reason is there to keep Ferran around? Well, there there is a plot thread that's still open that we were we were talking about it before we started recording. Um, you you know the party trans transferred from Lisban's house to the Demon Web Pit. And that's where you disappeared for the last couple episodes. You weren't able to do it. That's why your character got turned into a miniature. Mm -hmm. But the last two episodes, we've been traveling the Demon Web Pit in the Abyss. You know, the world of Loth, which is now controlled by, you know, Ferran's father, Nim, from 20 years ago in 2nd Edition when I played Nim and defeated Loth. And my DM got pissed off at it and made uh, Nim become corrupted by the chaos evil of, of Loth and become the new king of the spiders and 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 stuff. Um, the whole purpose of why Ferran wanted to save his father. 
So, Ferran, Quintel, uh, uh, the Blighted Crow, and Valhana traversed the Demon Web Pit and made it to the, the what do you, what would you call it? The spire, the castle, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's essentially, I, I think I kept referring to it as the temple. The temple. But. Yeah, the, te- the temple of, of Loth, which is where Nim was, and when we walked inside, there's Nim sitting on a, on a throne of skulls. You know, and he's interconnected with this shadow being. And then, you know, again, major spoiler talk. If you don't want to know, stop now. Um, Quintel, Ferran's, Ferran's twin sister, jumps ship over to Nim and this shadow creature and turns out that she was not Quintel, but she was Loth wearing a Quintel suit. <laughs> That's one hell of a way to put it. Oh my gosh, does that mean Quintel's dead? Quintel's dead. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, Quintel's dead, and Loth has been I pulling am, the string. I am, gla- I am glad Billy is, was a statue, because that would have been traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, traumatizing for you. How do you think Ferran <laughs> felt? <laughs> Dude. Remember, Billy comes from what it basically equates to our world. This stuff is all fantasy shit that just became very, very real. And watching <laughs> that shit in reality would just be way too much. <laughs> Everybody Billy else like watching like, and on like, like normal D and D. Billy's in the background barfing in the corner. That'd be <laughs> like walking into a hill game in Billy. reality. Billy's hugging his knees in the corner, rocking back and forth. Can't sleep, the clouds will eat me. Can't sleep, the clouds will eat me. <laughs> so, you know, Ferran loses his shit completely, just enraged and, and, and grief and everything else. And he starts attacking Loth. And was doing some severe damage to her, too, until the rolls went to complete shit. Yeah. During, yes, they do. During this time, Melwood shows up with the genie through this portal. Right in the middle of the battle, and and Melwood decides to throw a fireball to save to save Nim. Ferran took that blast and died. <laughs> yeah, because Melwood was only able to protect a certain amount of people, and so it it basically boiled down to: Does Nim get hit with the fireball, or does Farron get hit? So Farron's dead, or did you guys manage to revive him? He was managed to get revived. Uh, they were placing me on an altar to sacrifice me to Loth, and I think it was—I think it was the Blighted Crow who was actually able to resurrect me. Yep. You know, to which I was about to backstab the uh, the shadow creature, which turns out to be what 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 exactly was it? So how it how it worked was uh, that the shadow creature was actually Loth's power personified and that's what was possessing Nim and so the two of them were working together to try and defeat the party because they wanted to reunite which unbeknownst to Farron who (laughs) helped my situation out immensely that was was quite humorous (laughs) Everybody's oh no when you when you grab Nim. Oh man, that was funny. <laughs> well, 
from 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 a, a, a dramatic standpoint, Ferran's focus is: I just found out my sister's dead. No idea where my mother is. My whole entire focus in life was to save my father. I see an opportunity to grip him and get him the hell out of there. Of course, that's what I'm gonna do. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, I had no idea you were gonna. But the, the, the removal of Nim from that throne would reconnect those two and then create a whole new level of hell. <laughs> Indeed. So that's the that's the tenth level. That's the tenth level. Yes. So it's we just for runs. It's Ferran's fault. Uh, he was able to save Nim. Nim is back in the Prime Material Plane. You know, so he, he fulfilled his focus in life, but now he's got to find and and seek revenge on the murderer of his sister, who, as Storytime has just found out, was the evil queen. She's the one who killed Qu uh, Quintel. Right. And Loth used it to her advantage. Yep. Yep. Which, that, that kind of... Not that particular part, but the whole thing with um, going back to Melwood showing up to help you guys out. Uh, when he found the genie, so oh, I gotta find a way to get down there to my friend. How do we do that? And the genie's like, I don't know. I wish I had a teleport. Yeah, me too. Oh, okay. Like that whole scenario was pretty funny to me. Well, as I said, that whole yeah, interaction—he can't actually wish for something, but he can. <laughs> right. Well, again, that whole entire interaction was great, but I loved when he was first like, well, how did they get there? And the genie's like, uh, magic ring. And, oh, yeah. And yeah. Elwood pulls out all the magic rings he just stole from Lisbon. He's like, well, I got a bunch of magic rings. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was quite amazing. <laughs> it was almost but like you guys scripted it the way you back and forth with each other. It was beautiful. <laughs> oh, I know, but that was complete, complete improv. Now, the talking about scripted part, there was a little bit of script going on with the power of Loth being voiced by that uh, guest that we had on, Dave. Yes, Dave DeSantos, the uh, the creator and uh, DM of Shattered uh, Shattered Realms, right? Uh. Shattered, Shattered Dawn. Dawn. Shattered yep, Dawn. But Shattered their, their company I, is uh, Shattered Tabletop Gaming for anybody interested. Which is, by the way, you know, Dave, I love you, but that that's why I keep stumbling on your on your game's name is because you got like three different versions of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got the Shattered Tabletop is is the company itself. Shattered Dawn is the game itself, and then Shattered Dungeons is their podcast of us playing Shattered Dawn. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> he's the DM of Shattered Dungeons. He's the creator of Shattered uh, Dawn. And yep. I'm assuming he's the CEO of Shattered Tabletop. Correct. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> you pieced it together. <laughs> I get a cookie. But I think he did, he did a really, really amazing job with that voice. I was kind of worried that... Um, when he first demonstrated it to me, I was worried that it might not be sustainable, but he pulled it off and, you know, everything. I gave him a very rough outline of how I wanted to see things play out. The rest of it was all him. 
All improv. He he handled the rest of that for us. Well, I remember. Nice. I thought. It, I remember. I thought it was you at first doing the voice. Remember, because I turned around and yeah. I was like out of character. I got to applaud you. That sounded like two voices in one. Right. <laughs> yeah. That, it was. That was beautiful. Of course, when uh, going back to you know new new players joining the party and stuff, when um, Valhanna joined and and Katie said her line for the first time, <laughs> that caught everybody off guard too. I thought it was your wife at first. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Which, I thought it, I, I didn't. I didn't know we had a female person in the group at that point yet. I thought it was your wife just standing in for a minute to throw us off. <laughs> right, and, yeah. and I was trying very hard to get my wife to come on and voice Quentel uh, for for that particular episode, but she she was uh, not able to make it. So. That would have been perfect. That would have been perfect because you would have gotten her to be Quintel the whole time, and yeah. and then have to have the personality switch from Quintel to Loth. That would have been interesting. Right. She was. <laughs> that's what I wanted her to do with the voice of Quintel as Loth, or Loth as you know what I mean. Right. When when Loth made herself known. Um, which, by but the way, then, I didn't see that coming. When 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 Quintel jumps sides, my first thought is she wants the matriarchy back. It's one of the one of the disadvantages of, of Nim taking over Lot's role back back when with my last group. One of the disadvantages was uh, the Drow society was no longer matriarchal. The, right. uh, the the priestesses and shit like that lost their power, and it allowed the rise of the masculine part of the race. To actually have equality, which is not in the Drow society. So when Quintel first walked over, I'm like, she wants to be a matriarch. She wants the Loth to regain power, so everything goes back the way it was in the Underdark. Mm-hmm. And then you red herring me. <laughs> <laughs> I was already pissed well, off. I'm like, she's betraying us because she wants power. Oh no, she does. She's betraying us because she's not Quintel. <laughs> right, which I I hope that you know I know that was kind of uh, a little against what we you know you wanting to use Quintel as a backup character and things like that. But I I really I saw it as this moment of just beautiful surprise. So yes, I'm gonna take this. Like this is gonna happen. And not... it seemed like everybody really enjoyed that episode except Billy. No, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it's really hard for me to enjoy it by not being there. <laughs> but you gotta listen to it. But I mean, I'm not I'm not ups, I'm not disappointed or upset because it was a great plot twist. Uh, for for people that don't understand, Nim was my player character years and years and years ago. So when I decided I wanted to to continue on the lineage of the character, I created uh, children for Nim that were twins. And they were Ferran and Quintel. And the reason of being I did that is so that way if Ferran ever died, I could play Quintel. That was the original idea, but I told Ray about it. He'd like the character, and the rest is now history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when I first created the idea of Ferran having a twin sister, it was literally so that way if Ferran has a bad role and dies one day, well, I've already got a backup character. Now I don't. <laughs> well, I kind of play as Billy. I I kind of I kind of do. Everybody we, that dies gets re. 
Well, no, I, I still have a backup character. I can, or, always, I can always bring Wonderlust over from Four Corners. Or, or, or we, we could, we could play it that if that whenever Billy's host dies, he just gets put in a new body. Yeah. Oh my Lord. God. Now it's <laughs> now it's Friday the Thirteenth, uh, episode nine. <laughs> Jason goes oh, to hell. Man. All right. Well, here's here's the big question because I know we're reaching on the hour mark here. Here's the big question. The question that we've got to ask from this point on. Where do we get... I'm, I'm, I'm going to shoot this at the, the Chronicler himself. Where does the show go from here? Because as, as you and I, as we were talking about and stated, this current episode, episode 16, uh, titled Family Ties, um, it's not even a season ender, a season finale. You know, it, it's not even really a mid-season finale. And so it begs the question... What happens in Chronicles of the Lost Realm from here? Well, since you asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm kind of changing up the way the formatting of it is, I feel like, uh, for lack of you know any other term. Instead of it having... Th there will be another larger arc in the future... But for right now, what I kind of want your characters to focus on, instead of trying to complete these like huge monumental tasks, is I want you guys to just be heroes. Just, hey, I want to go run the dungeon. Yeah, let's let's go do that. Now. Let's find out where one is, and you you know get with Melwid, and you go to the temple of the mages, and you find out where our dungeon is, or. Hey, I heard of this glass sword that can, you know, it's vorpal and it can cut through prismatic spheres. God oh. damn it, leave Nim alone. <laughs> we should we should figure out where that is. I, I was just using that as an example. Any magic item. Oh, hey, we should go kill. I heard that there's this really rare monster. We should go try and kill it or, or tame it or whatever. Uh, you know, just, I'm trying to get you guys to not focus so much on these huge monumental things i want you to do some more fun things like stuff that you guys want to do well that's, within within world like, like within world i guess you're saying is what you want is the characters to start doing some side quests and building a reputation within the world right yeah um obviously xp is gonna slow down a little bit now level eight and coming up on level 10 so xp is going to slow down a little bit but you guys will still be able to go on you know a bunch of quests just there's still plenty of combat to have puzzles to be solved um you know that part of it isn't going to change i just want you guys to be able to actually just play the game like dnd was intended back to like the way second edition that's what I'm going for already. As long as we don't have a scenario where we go kill the big bad and then have a now what scenario. Nope, nope. There will always be more to do. <laughs> and lots more big bad. This had better turn into some shit of like there's always a bigger, bigger bad. Oh, every time. Well, I mean, we, we still have it because... Uh... Uh, because we still haven't completed the the, 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 the Evil Queen story arc, uh, right. a, as we pointed out. We haven't completed the Stone story arc. 
in general, which I know is kind of tied in with the uh, with the evil queen. But I mean, we we haven't collected the rest of the stones like we were supposed to do. So I mean, there's still main story involved. Hell, if we want to get technical, Ferran still has to go turn in the quest for the fucking lumberjacks. <laughs> <laughs> Them lumberjacks is long since dead, sir. Well, no, we killed the the troll that was infesting the uh, the village. But I mean. Like, we haven't gone and reported that that troll is gone. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we beat the troll, but then we got kidnapped by Baba Yaga and sent to meet Billy. <laughs> right. Which, like you just had said, you know, that's a whole other story arc that's still available, which you guys are still running around wearing the cloaks of Baba Yaga that have, you have no idea how to use them. So... That's definitely something that can be. And since they were, I mean, there's, there's only so much side questing we can do before it starts to get boring. So we're gonna have to further the main quest every once in a while. Oh, there's, there's. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm kind of putting a main quest on hold for just a little bit until you guys do some side questing, get some more levels, and then we'll get back into it with uh, some more big bads and more main questing and the world is in danger but for right now the world is uh it's okay well the, the nice thing of, be great. Okay. To, to my mind the nice thing of, of chronicles of the lost realm i mean it's even dem demonstrated in the characters itself <clears throat> is not everything has to take place in the lost realm uh we we kind of in this gateway hub world where we could travel to places like crin or ravenloth or or you know uh Faerun, or, you know, what a, insert fantasy world here. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, so that opens up so many story arcs, too. There could be times in Chronicles of the Lost Realm, we're doing module, D&D modules, where we're doing shit like fucking, uh, uh, the, the Curse of Strahd, or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the, 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 the Stumble Crew could have so much of a story arc, the stumble stumbles its way right right through. Nope, nope. go back, go back, go back, go back. <laughs> we just, we just, we just drunkenly piss all over every every piece of lore Dungeons and Dragons has to offer. <laughs> right, and that, that was something that I had thought about with the conclusion of this um, Nim story arc is that I wanted you guys to be able to do sessions more modular. Maybe this particular session you go and you fight off Strahd, like you were saying. And then you guys come back to Varesh, you're hanging out, you're doing your thing, and then, oh, hey, we gotta we gotta go over here and, you know, finish up the Dragon Wars, because apparently they need help. So I want it to be more modular, where every session could be something completely different. And it's up to you guys if you want to do it or no, I'm I want to give a little bit of the creative control to you guys. This I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely down for that. Where we become like, a, I don't know, like Ferran's chaotic good. I don't know so much about everybody else, but I could definitely see us becoming like guns for hire. Billy's chaotic good. Almost, almost like a, almost like a, uh, uh, for lack Actually, of Billy's chaotic term, neutral. I would, I would almost call us like an a acquisitions incorporated. Just we're not all about materialists materialism except for Melwood 
Um. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, he's definitely about the uh, rules of acquisition. Yes, he is. I, I, have a, I have a feeling we'd be more like missing. <laughs> I mean, as I long as super, you guys, I'm super glad. I'm super glad that those that those got a chuckles because I was I was really going out on a limb that you guys had read that book series. <laughs> we, a, a while back, I I ran a module for um, my group in Las Vegas, which they're all military members. We're all mechanics, maintainers, and so on and so forth. So we all have a really dark and weird sense of humor. So anywho, I, I was running a module in which they were part of a collective guild, and it was called SMART. And <laughs> it's S-M-A-R-T, is a Syndicate of Master Adventurers for the Recovery of Treasure. And they went on <laughs> They went on a whole mess of adventures and things like that, and the headquarters got infiltrated. And this was all part of the story that I came up with and whatnot, and they took control of the headquarters, and they became the new owners of Smart. And in a moment of just complete idiocracy, I said, would you guys like to change the name of your guild? And they thought about it for all of ten minutes. <laughs> and it was suddenly changed to Shart. <laughs> and all they did was change uh, Master, uh, Syndicate of Master, to Heroes. <laughs> this is all they did. And I was like, oh, I missed it by that much. <laughs> <laughs> So I left it, of course, and they went on many adventures, and eventually the guild burned. So it is what it is. Oh, uh, the flaming taco shards. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but that's kind of the direction I'm seeing this going, because now you've got the Busty Gull, which is a perfect headquarters, which has recently become available. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it needs a little rebuilding. <laughs> Just actually, that, that was actually that was Lisbon. Well, no, it, it was also, if I remember correctly, the dragon attacked the town of Varesh while we were gone, didn't it? It wasn't, it wasn't just Lisbon; they they destroyed the city. As far as you know, yes. But again, that could have been a lie. We won't know until we get back there. But right. it, 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 in my mind, I would almost think like you know, Lisbon's place was what we would want. We wouldn't want the bar. Because of, because of the uh, the the mansion spell, right? Well, the the mansion spell it was just simply magnificent mansion with a permanency cast on it. Uh, there's members of your party who are, well, they can't particularly do it themselves, but they have access to those resources. Um, you could cast the same spell within the tavern, but of course, with the tavern comes paying rent and all that, unless you are able to roll high enough uh, persuasion to convince the barkeeper to do otherwise. <laughs> I could do that! <laughs> well, here's As the thing. I, I here. seem to recall somebody got a six-month extension. Yeah, but we gotta renegotiate that since that wasn't even my sister and all the people are now dead. <laughs> Sounds pretty Ooh. renegotiated to me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Sounds like there's an availability. <laughs> <laughs> We but gotta I, renegotiate that, but since my sister's 
and everybody else involved is dead, uh, who are we supposed to renegotiate that with again? <laughs> with, the, with the bartender. We, we, had, we had done it to, to help out her and her clan, but her clan is dead and she wasn't her. Contract nil and void. <laughs> right. Well, well, Keith hasn't heard the episode, so he he has what happened with all. Yeah, and, and you know, Melwood being the pretty much constantly drunk Scotsman stumbling downstairs, rolling investigation check. All I could was envision was like Mister Magoo, kind of stumbling around. <laughs> Because I was giving him all the hints to point towards Quentel. And he's just like, eh, I'm going to follow the footprint. <laughs> <laughs> so he would have, he could have figured it out long before I had the surprise. Exactly. Oh, Joe, you screwed me. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, he had have, if he had have made a mad dash to Lizban's, heard what the genie had to say and got to the through the portal in time he would have shown up before Quenthel had a chance to quote unquote jump ship oh well you know what they say the road to hell is uh, paved with <laughs> good intentions <laughs> so true Jesus Christ but I think that's pretty Alexa, good play Despacito don't play Despacito. <laughs> do not. Do do no. No. But, uh, what a tangled web we weave. Nobody uh, actually has an Alexa, do they? No. <laughs> no thank That's going to be funny. That's going to be funny when this airs. Does it? <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. Somebody, Somebody's listening to it and their, their uh, Alexa is just like right next to the computer speaker and all it hears is Alexa play Despacito. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. People be cursed then. Fuck the Stumble Crew. Fuck Chronicles. Torture me with I'm that sorry, shit. That, that, that in and of itself was a reference to a YouTuber I watch. Of uh, He was doing a Dark Souls run through. And uh, his character got killed. And he threw up this sort of rest in peace uh, infographic. And at the bottom of it, it was 2018 to 2018. Uh, Alexa played Despacito. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I think that'll do it for the inaugural episode of uh, Chronicles by the Campfire. Uh, guys, I just want to make it real quick known that this is a Patreon exclusive show that will be happening, uh, give or take, once or twice every couple months. Uh, just to give you kind of a rundown of the show, uh, th how the show is going thus far. Um, I don't know if we ever actually discussed whether or not it's just going to be for Chronicles or if it'll be for all tabletop gaming under Sounds Dicey. Um, once we start playing some more games, I mean, it'd be great to do it for for multiple games. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see I don't see a reason to not branch out. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I mean, Chronicles by the Campfire will just be conversations about our tabletop progresses in games thus far. I'm sure in future episodes we'll, we'll delve into more of the psychology of each individual character uh, whether it be like Veron and, and Billy in Chronicles or if it's insert name A and insert name B of Shattered uh, Dungeons or whatever the case may be right? you know and, and, and really start having fun and, and putting more insight into the world of tabletop gaming 
particularly from our standpoint. But I want to let everybody know this one is going to be free for everybody on Patreon. But for the future uh, content, you got to pay that dollar. We'll open up the world of not only this, but uh, After Hours and, and, you know, other shows that we are putting together for Patreon. It's Patreon exclusive. It's only a buck a month. You help us be able to put out better content for you guys, and you get all this exclusive content that YouTubers and anchorers and stuff like that will not get. So, help yeah. us out. <laughs> Heck yeah. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Yes, don't forget to <laughs> like and subscribe. Yeah. So, I, like just, I just wanted to put that out there before we give our final goodbyes here. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's perfect. So, uh, Chris, you want to start with uh, your your final goodbye, where they can check you out? Well, of course, you can pl- uh, find me playing Ferrante Thonalis, the uh, extremely damaged, probably suffering PTSD, along with his drinking and alcohol addiction now, on Chronicles of the Lost Realm on Sounds Dicey, as well as playing the storyteller in Four Corners of Hell, the spinoff show to Chronicles of the Lost Realm. Or you can go over to the YouTube channel, uh, Realm of the Mist Entertainment, and check out me on a lot of the, mostly all the co- uh, podcasts there. Of course, Anchor, iTunes, or whatever quality podcasts can be heard. You can find us there as well. Nice. Billy? Or uh, you can find, rather? <laughs> you can find me on Sounds Dicey. I'm playing uh, uh, Billy Knoll, yeah, although possibly <laughs> another character in the future. <laughs> Big plan. Uh, you could also, yeah, possibly, possibly. We don't know yet. We'll <laughs> see how it goes. Um, you can also find me over on Press A Gaming Podcast uh, as the host uh, every other Friday on Realm of the Mist. And uh, any show they wrote me into at the time. Uh, <laughs> I get around around here. <laughs> Rush. Like my ex-wife. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And of course, uh, you know, I'm Ray. I'm the chronicler for Chronicles of the Lost Realm. I'm also Lemmy Stormkiller in Four Corners of Hell. I uh, play some Shattered Dawn over at Shattered Tabletop Gaming, so make sure to check that out every now and again. Props to you, Dave. I'm a co-host on War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, and uh, we do some interviews co-hosting back and forth uh, between myself and Chris on Breaking the Fourth Wall, so check those out. They're pretty good. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's been great talking with you guys, having some behind-the-scenes banter. I mean, we sit down and we talk about the shit all the time. It only makes sense for us to actually do a podcast of us talking about what, what we normally do anyway, so other people can enjoy it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I had but a blast. <laughs> that's it for me, and uh, we'll see you all later. This is, this is the behind-the-scenes feature. <laughs> that's exactly. You know what? The original, before I even stop recording, the original idea for this was the fact of, like, things like, uh... uh the shows like Sons of Anarchy or Walking Dead, they have the after show. You know, called uh, called like uh, what was it? Uh, Talking Talking, Talking Dead. Dead or or uh, uh, the Last Ride or whatever it was for Sons of Anarchy. That was kind of the idea for Chronicles by the Campfire. You know, you got your you got your tabletop show that we're playing the characters, and then we have the after show 
which is just us talking about what has transpired in our stories thus far. That's really where it came from. So that's a perfect analogy for it. <laughs> right, right. So, all right, guys, have a good night. We will catch you on the next campfire. Bye. Later.